The first definition of a mother is to bring up a child with care and affection. We mother at home, in the classroom, as therapists, as case managers, and mentors. I'm Christian, a mother of three at home, a mother to the teen girls I mentor, and a mother to the hundreds of students I've had in my 10 years of teaching. Passing the Crown was created for the mothering youth. Join me bi-weekly as we help you help build the next generation of strong, amazing young women. Got 24K vision? You've got a dream so big it feels impossible to carry alone. You filled countless notebooks, the notes section of your phone, and a ton of random sticky notes. God save the trees. But you still haven't taken action on your big vision. You know that you're here for impact. Money matters to fund your vision, but the real raw transformation, that's what you're invested in. Do you want to know how close you really are to launching your big idea? Take the 24K vision assessment to find out. Click the link in the show notes or down below this video and let's do this. Hey sisters, thank y'all for being here again on this week. Today we're going to jump right back into our conversation with our friend Kiara. On the previous episode, we talked about our foundational relationship with God and how we begin to learn and practice Christianity. And in this episode, we're going to focus more on giving tips and suggestions of things that you all can do to begin fostering the relationship between your daughters and teaching them God and Christianity. So let's jump right back into the episode. Sisters, get out your pens and pads. My next question was, how are you beginning to teach your daughter these things? And I heard you say um, about like just putting scriptures and good um, teaching songs about Christ in their ear and in their position and stuff like that. Is there anything else that you do to feed that to your daughter? Well, they're doing the same thing I did. They are going to church. They are attending children's church. And what I love about our church is that they are able to come home and say what they learned. Um, And so Sunday, Ethan um, was in the car and he said that he just started talking about um, that God knew them before they were born. And so I knew that they had been in Jeremiah. Um, And so we send them to church. We are intentional about, you know, what they watch. They're still kids. So of course they're still able to look at certain programming. Um, But we have conversations about God. We pray every single night before they go to bed, that is our routine. I have fallen off because when we were, um, during the school year, we had a prayer in the morning. And so teaching them about prayer has been important for us as a family so that they have that understanding and they learn to reverence God in that way. So, um, teaching them how to pray, very basic stuff, but it's, um, because I'm an educator, at heart, I know the power of repetition and I know the power of, you know, simple things that you can put into work in memory. And so they know certain prayers by heart because we've been doing it 
for as long as they could start talking as well. Um, so that has been crucial for us. So I added to my list, sisters, okay? So she told us to be intentional about what we're putting in front of them. A good idea was to play church music, um, gospel music to them while we're in the car, feed Christ to them through key scriptures, easy, um, or I don't want to say easy, but simple child, because like she said, they have um, children's Bibles. So you can give them nice key strip scriptures from a children's Bible, and it'll be right on their levels. Um, show them to pray, show them how to talk with God, take them to church, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And I heard rep repetition a whole lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sisters, make sure we pick that up. We have to be consistent and we have to make sure we're repeating these things until they get it. Yep. Thank you, Kiara. That was great. Okay. How can we begin? If you could give us anywhere from one to three suggestions on how we can begin talking with our daughters about faith, spirituality, Christianity. Like, let's say we starting from, maybe I go to church every once in a while, but that's about it. And I just want to get more into it. And I want to have a talk with my daughter so that she understands, you know, where I'm coming from. So what are some things that you could tell us to kind of bring up? Depending on the age, um, you have to meet the need of your daughter. So if it is something that you are not doing consistently yet, one way that you can start the conversation is about community. Because church is a community. And... It can just be a conversation about how to grow along with other people. Because um, the kids have asked, why do we have to go every Sunday? And sometimes, depending on my, my patients, because that's what we do in this family. <laughs> but other times, I have tried to explain to them, and again, they're, they're four, I'm about to be five, but I try to explain to them that it's important for us to have a community, that we are around other people, who are similar to us that have um you know think like well I say think like us but I say that loosely um but building that part community is so huge um in the bible as well because when the church was first starting Paul was trying to show them how to have these churches to think about each other to love your neighbor as yourself to fight for the oppressed like all of that is about taking care of other people. So that's number one, if you have to explain it that way. Um, if it's a different side of someone who is always in church and you might have a teenager who's feeling kind of rebellious and doesn't want to do this anymore, I think allowing them to ask questions and being open to those questions without judgment is important. Because the current society, the current cultural climate there's a lot to fight as someone who is a believer right now. There's so much going on. So if you have a preteen teenager, providing a safe space for them to ask certain questions. And if you don't know, being able to say, 
I don't know the answer right now, but when I do, we can talk about it. Or can you just give me a moment to kind of think about that and I'll get back to you. Building that conversation because not only are you teaching them about Christianity and being a believer, but you're also modeling for them what their relationship with God can look like. We can go to him with our questions. Now, we don't get the responses as audibly as we would like to hear, but we want to make sure that we're also modeling what we want God to be to us. And if he tells us, if God, if God tells us that, we can come to him with our burdens and we can lay down, you know, our burdens, you know, to him and, um, you know, all the other things that are there to uplift us and we have to do it in the natural. A lot of people struggle with who God is to them if their earthly relationships aren't safe. If they're not able to go to someone and be vulnerable and really just lay it out there, it can it can limit, it can impact how we view God, especially when it's somebody you can't see day to day. So I would say, um, like I said, just provide explanation, allow an opportunity to ask questions, um, model it for them, um, and just see what they know. Um, like I said, my mom was taking me to Lifeway and there were books there that I was getting, unfortunately, that doesn't exist, but Amazon is still there. Target is still there. So it could be um, buying a coloring book that has scriptures. It could be just looking at different books that you can, you know, put in their face and just allow them to read. But definitely allowing it to be as organic as possible because the fastest way to make sure somebody doesn't do anything is force them to do it. You gave me so many good things. I love how you um, talked about big thing that we could say is, if anything, we're working on building a community and working with others. So I love how you kind of showed us like connected for them, let them see how there are real life teaching connections that you can also get from this. I love that. Um, providing a safe space, allowing them the space and opportunity to ask questions. Because, right, we can't just force something on them. We have to allow them to get it. I always tell people just how God worked it out in me. He He revealed himself to me. He's going to do that to my kids. Mm -hmm. It's just my responsibility to make sure I'm creating the atmosphere. I'm giving them the safe space. So I love that you said that. Another big thing I wrote down was helping them research answers. I love that so much because one of the things I do with my oldest son, because he's mainly the one that asks me the most questions. If I don't know something, I'll let him know. I, I'm i still learning, okay? But we can look it up together and see what it's talking about because I want to know too. Um, And I feel like he connects more with me when I'm doing it like that because I'm not trying to make it seem like I know everything. Mm -hmm. I'm continually letting him know I'm still learning, baby, but okay, as far as I understand, this is what that means, but let's go look it up or let's go talk to somebody. So I love that. What are the benefits of talking to your daughter 
about faith, God, and Christianity? And on the opposite, what are the consequences of not talking to your daughter about um, God and spirituality? I think the benefits are giving them, as I said earlier, a foundation. Because as they get older, they're going to be faced with a whole lot of different things. They're going to be exposed to so much. They're going to be um, amongst people that do not think like them or believe like them. And in conversations with my husband, you know, I've told him we do the best that we can here. We instill certain things in them so that they know. So when they go out into the world, they're hit with different ideas and, and beliefs, but they have something to fall back on. So to me, providing that foundation is the most important. Um, the consequences of that is that they might believe anything. In working with um, some clients when I was in the schools, um, you know, the last several years, working with kids, a lot can shake them. And is life hard right now? Yes. Is life very difficult for a preteen in 2023? Absolutely. But I often wondered, where was your foundation? That the smallest things seem to shake you. And so for me, the consequences of not providing some type of backing about who they are, who they were created to be, that they are beautiful in God's eyes is that they will have a lot of questions. And if you don't have something for them to lean on, they'll fall for anything. And that's very dangerous. And so that's why I think it's important to have, and again, keeping in mind that there are other people with very different beliefs who are instilling that in their children. But one of the things that we have tried to be intentional about is kindness in this household teaching kindness and as they get older we can match it with certain scriptures again you know love that love that neighbor as yourself um another scripture that was instilled because of the church I went to um about being kind be kind one to another tenderhearted forgiving one another even for God Christ's sake has forgiven you Ephesians 4 and 32 that is something that I learned at the church that I was in before my dad started pastoring because we ended, I, I don't know, it was Bible study or YPWW. We ended with that scripture every single time. And so that is something that, again, at this age comes to me so quickly because of it being laid in my brain early on, but it's just kindness. So I think, again, providing a space where you have a conversation, you allow them to talk, you allow them to ask questions so that nobody could just come to them about anything, you know, when they're faced in different circumstances. Yes, I love it. So the big thing I heard was that it's important because it helps to lay a foundation. It helps to give them that strong foundation. I love that. Okay, friend, thank you so much for all of the good gems that you have dropped on us. I have so many notes, y'all. I'll type them up and I'll put them in the show notes. Last thing, Kiara, I would like to ask you, if you can give us one to three Bible verses, you have been dropping the Bible verses, okay? You have. 
if you can leave us with one to three Bible verses that we can use to help us begin as like an anchor to teaching our daughters about Christ. And then after you finish that, if you can just lead us out in a quick prayer and we'll be good to go. Absolutely. So Bible verses, um, Proverbs 22 and six is one. Uh, train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it the other one is Ephesians 6 1 through 4 now most people like to not say verse 4 but I'm gonna read it but children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with the promise so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land this is the part that people like to forget verse 4 Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Some of the other versions say, don't provoke your children to anger. And so it is our responsibility as mothers to instill these things in our children, to be able to talk to them about scripture and God. But before you get there, you have to know it for yourself. And so taking time to learn the scripture, to connect with other women, to, um, if it might be a lot and overwhelming to read the Bible, which it is, finding little ways that you can do that, finding sermons or podcasts that you can look at. So as they say in the airplane, you know, you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you do it for somebody else. So finding the, the scriptures that you need, and then it might just be starting with one verse at a time. And if you can do that, then your daughters will be able to at least have something. And as they get older, you just continue to build that in them. Um, and then find, you know, it might be other women that you need to connect to. I remember my mom always saying, just as a wife, there were certain wisdom that she got from older married women. And so if you need to connect yourself with other mothers, um, whoever that are trustworthy, that you can depend on, that allow you to be yourself is important. Um, I think those are the things that come to mind because we're not in this alone. Um, we weren't designed or built to do any of this alone. So, um, God, we are coming to you. First, we are grateful and we are thankful for what you are doing through this podcast, God. I am thankful for the seed and the dream that you have in Christian and that she continues to serve and pour out your love for others through what she's doing. And so I pray over every woman, every mother, every daughter listening to this, that through this process that they will be healed um, as they are restoring and repairing relationships with their daughters, that they be restored from whatever relationships they might have had that were hard. And so, God, we honor you. Thank you. We love you. And we know that you do all things well. Lord God, I thank you because you heard that prayer that continued, although it did not get recorded. Thank you for everything that you are, everything that you have given us. Thank you for knowledge and thank you for wisdom. Sisters, you all did not hear the end of Kiara's prayer because it was not recorded, but God heard us and God is covering us. Before you click off, 
Don't forget to check the show notes for freebies and extra information about things that are happening over here at Passing the Crown. We love y'all. Thank y'all for partnering with us. Have a good week. Mwah.